Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple, the podcast that's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I am your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined as always by this guy, Dan. Who am I today? Kruger. It's good. It's not your most creative intro, but that, take it. That was audience participation. I think that makes Everyone it... filled in the blank themselves. I'm curious exactly. what you guys put in there. Yeah. So... Comment. Leave a comment. Go over to iTunes, leave a review, and let us know nice. what was your Dan Blank Kruger nickname. I love it. That's great. And also, while you're there, leave a five-star review. Now, today we are going to be taking the complexity out of one of the most complex topics in existence, investing. Specifically, let's talk about the three best investments that you can make. Um, Lottery tickets, cars, and boats. Those are the three, right? I did not hear crypto on there, so I'm disappointed. I mean, you know, soon. I'm not there yet. Lottery tickets are still a better bet. And then we all know boats appreciate like crazy. So, Do boats actually appreciate? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like really quickly. Okay. Not like a car. No, that goes to the moon. Okay. To well. the moon. Well, more on a more serious note. Now you're listening to this podcast. You might be thinking, okay, they're going to talk. They're going to tell me real estate. Real estate's going to be on that top three somewhere. But guess what, people? You're wrong. This is a real estate podcast, but it does not make it into the top three. So, Dan, number one, what's the number one best investment you can make? It's going to sound cliche, but uh, yourself. Um, but really, it's all about education, right? The first part of your life. Uh, regardless of what you're going to end up doing, you've got to put every dollar into getting as smart as you can get and try to know and understand uh, everything that's out there to try to figure out what you like. And then also, I think this part goes unnoticed quite a bit, but uh, really try to get, get educated on yourself. Try to learn who you are, what makes you tick, and learn about um, you know what's going on under the hood in your brain. If you can be really self-aware about yourself and uh, educate yourself, you know, in college or you know, learning a trade or, or working or something, um, that's where all your time and capital needs to go early in life, in my opinion. I might be wrong though. I would agree with that actually. I'm writing this down because self-awareness. I say this all the time. It is not a superpower. It is the superpower. Yeah. Like to understand how you work, what your strengths, your weaknesses are, how you communicate with the world, that is invaluable. And so anything that you can do to level up that ability, and going back to what you mentioned before, you are the most valuable asset. So anything that you can do that adds value to yourself, it's going to compound over time. And so think about all the skills that you're acquiring as though you're leveling up this 
this beast, this, this machine so that it can go out there and do bigger, better, better things. And one of the coolest things then about investing in yourself is the fact that regardless of what the market does, regardless of who's the president, regardless of what happens with COVID, nobody can take your skills away from you. You always have those. So even if you go to zero, even if your business has to start over, you still have your skills from which to rebuild. Yeah. It's like souping up a car almost. Mm -hmm. You're just tacking on different things to make it more powerful and more versatile. And like that comment I made about understanding yourself and becoming more self-aware is really almost like trying to figure out what kind of vehicle you're driving, right? You might be in a car, you might be in a plane, you might be in a scooter. And if you don't really understand yourself and and what kind of vehicle you're in, you're not going to understand effectively how to, uh, how to, how to drive yourself or steer yourself or, or whatever it is. Like you have to figure out what the heck you're in and then learn how to drive it. Mm -hmm. So figure out what are those skills that are going to serve you best in life. If you're an entrepreneur or an investor and you're listening to this, some, some ideas of things to be thinking about. One is probably really understand finance, start to learn accounting and bookkeeping, Spend some time learning marketing and branding. Like these, these are skills that you're always going to need. I would say learn how to communicate communication, whether through the written word or through the spoken word, whether that's in a podcast format, or this is like, I'm trying to communicate to an employee, my vision for the world, or I'm trying to communicate to a loved one, like what it is that I need out of the relationship. Like communication is everything. And there's, there's no shortage of ways that you can invest into that. Yeah, I mean, if you, it doesn't matter if you've got the best thing in the world, the best idea, the best product. Uh, if you can't effectively communicate what that is and the fact that you've got it and what it can do to the world around you, no one's going to buy it, right? And, you know, to kind of double down on that point, you could have a really silly idea, like the shake weight, for example. If you're really good at communicating <laughs> that thing out into the world, you can sell a ton of them. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, communication's everything. And just real quick on the whole finance thing, because I'm kind of the the finance geek between the two of us. Um, you don't need to understand anything complex, right? If you can understand how to read a profit and loss statement and a balance sheet and a cash flow statement, right? mm-hmm. then you're going to be good. Beyond that, you know, get experts in your life to really handle the nitty gritty of it. But you do want to be able to speak the language of business, which is accounting. So That's absolutely right. So that is number one. That is the best investment that you can make is in yourself. Number two is going to be in your network. You hear it all the time. Your network is your net worth. It's cliche. It's trite, but it's true. The The people that you surround yourself with and how much they like, know, and trust you and want to work with you, it's going to dictate a lot of your ability to realize success in life. Yeah, and I've I've noticed this throughout you know, any venture I've been in that uh, it doesn't matter. Like almost that marketing comment that I made before is almost the same thing here, where you can have a really great product if you don't know how to communicate about it to the world, then no one's going to come out and buy it. And it's really the same thing if you don't have a network of of really good uh, quality people around you. There's only so much you can do, and only so much you can be good at personally. So it's imperative to surround yourself with uh, a strong network of people. Uh, so that they can fill in the gaps in in your uh, in your skill set. Um, no matter what industry you're in, the the network component of it is is you know it's the foundation. I mm-hmm. would say. Yeah, I think it's one of the reasons. Like network effects are one of the reasons that technology companies and social media sites have exploded in the last twenty years, and why they've been able to realize trillions of dollars worth of value is because they get multiple like just network effects of tons of people involved. One of the problems a lot of people make or mistakes that they make when it comes to networking is thinking it's about who you know. And that's not really so much the case. It's more important who knows you, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I know 
who Gary Vaynerchuk is, but he doesn't know me, so it doesn't do me any good, right? So really think about that. And one of the interesting things then when it comes to investing in your network is the fact that when I say that, a lot of people will think, oh, I'll just go to a networking event down in the street. There's free events, right? Free events attract a particular type of person and the same way that a free product attracts a particular type of customer. If you want to be around a higher caliber individual, whether that's entrepreneurs or investors, you probably have to pay to get into their sphere. They're not just going to the free all-you-can-eat buffet at Sizzler on Thursday. They might be, they might be but they're probably not. <laughs> they're not they're, there to talk to you. They're, 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 <laughs> and, and in that way, I'll share a personal personal experience right now is like, I just spent about what was it, $5,000 for an, uh, an event specifically to go and network with Tom Bilyeu, billionaire. Can't get in his sphere of influence any other way. So I paid to get into it. And now I've gotten to have conversations with him. And that's really cool. And who knows where that goes? That's the thing with networking is you can never go into it with the expectation of like, what what can I get out of this? You go into it like as a real human being trying to create a relationship and a, find the value proposition for the other person. And that's the key. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to double down on that because there's so many people that think that networking is just showing up, going into a room and handing somebody a business card. Like you've actually got to be intentional about forming quality, like real relationships with people, not just trying to get your business card in front of as many people as possible, but really find those people that you have some alignment with and that you can provide value to and actually maintain a real relationship with them. So it's not a game of numbers. Um, it kind of is a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's really going to be a game of how good of uh, how good how good uh, quality of relationships are you actually mm -hmm. maintaining with these things so it's not just go in and meet everybody it's show up try to help them and keep it going you know follow up with it it's not just a one and done thing hey we met we followed up we got coffee and then we move on like it's it's a long-term relationship mm -hmm. it should be i know a guy who likes to brag about how many people how many contacts he has in his phone and he's always saying that as though it's a metric of networking success mm -hmm. And I don't really look at that as being a metric of success as much as having very, maybe a few very deep quality relationships with key players in the industry is going to be much more valuable than having 10,000 contacts with people who oh, yeah. maybe can help you, maybe can't, um, maybe you keep in touch with, maybe you don't. You probably have a shallow relationship because humans, we can only maintain relationships with so many other people. And so the network effect of having 10,000 people um, loosely connected versus having a hundred people very deeply connected. I would take the hundred every time. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same thing with people that get obsessed with their social media followers and, and things like that. It's like, you might have a million followers on some sort of social media platform, but if you're not truly like having some kind of impact on those people, um, it doesn't really matter, right? It's just a big number on a platform. Uh, so you can kind of dig a little bit deeper and see how much, uh, all these people are actually engaging with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are they actually, listening to the things you're saying, or are they just subscribers to your social media page? And there's not, there's no real, real connection there. Mm -hmm. So that is investment. Number two, number one was yourself. Number two is into your network. Number three what is number three. Number three is investing back into your community. And this is an interesting one because I'm a big proponent that of the idea, the number one return metric in the universe is return on karma. You can't measure it. It's not on the balance sheet. It's not on the profit loss statement. You can't find it in any of the hard numbers. But I know that the positive net effect of return on karma is immense. Mm -hmm. And if we can put that out into the universe, if we can um, contribute meaningfully to our communities, then that will always come back around to us in the end. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd agree 100%. And, you know, beyond a certain point, there's been actually a lot of studies on this as well. Once you have a certain amount of income or money, like your incremental increase, uh, increase in, in happiness uh, starts to really taper off, go flat or even go negative after a certain point. So really beyond a certain point, and I think the study I was thinking of um, kind of found like 70 grand or something. Yeah, To be kind of grand. a sweet spot where once you get above that, your incremental happiness doesn't really go up that much. It's not a one-for-one one correlation after that point. So once you do uh, once you hit a certain uh, hurdle or, or threshold of, of how much money you're actually making for yourself, uh, the only way to really become happier or feel better after that is to help those around you. Um, so it just makes sense, even from a selfish perspective, if you're trying to get happier, um, the way to do it is to help other people around you. You can't just keep accumulating assets and actually expect your, your happiness to keep increasing. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? When we talk about the, the best investments that you can make, you'll notice we didn't talk about real estate or crypto or any of these other things that would make you more money. The goal here, when you're investing into yourself or into your network, or another way of putting that is your relationships or the community, really it's so that you can get the desired end state, which is happiness. That's really the return we want is return of happiness. Yeah. And if you want happiness, well, invest in yourself because you're going to get that sense of growth and personal progress, which is integral to human satisfaction uh, or like life satisfaction. And then invest into your community, into your network, the people around you. These are all ways of maximizing this thing that we call life. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple at the end of the day, right? I mean, that, if that's the framework, it's three steps, invest in yourself, invest in your network, and then invest in your community. Um, I mean, is that it? Is that it? That I think that's simple. it. I think you do. If I think if you do that, you're going to be doing okay in life. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's any need to overcomplicate this. So let's keep it simple. Let's I mean, leave it there. Those are the three best investments you can make. I want to challenge you. If you're at home, you're listening to this right now, you're on the podcast or you're in the car listening to the podcast or on the treadmill. What are you going to do today? Because you should be doing something every single day to realize the benefits of compounding interest. What are you doing today to invest in yourself, into your network or your relationships, and into your community? And with that, we will bid you adieu. Hmm. I love it. See you guys next week. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.